come on in. This is Reverend Billy at Earth Riot Radio. Come on into the Earth Church. We've got plenty of room for you here. We're deep in the chaos today. The trees are talking to us, but we don't know the language yet. We're surrounded by dancing molecules, nothingness. It's just can't put a name on it, can't get organized. Walk out the front door, don't know what to do. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? The Earth wants us back. Why do we ever leave? If we can just make sense, make sense of this chaos. Too much racism. Whole cities defeating women. Oh, now Savitri, the Constitution has been taken from her, the freedoms and rights. You'll hear Savitri in a minute here with the news from the natural world. She's got the earth. That's what we have. That's how we start over. When we cause a life form to vanish, when we cause extinction, when a mountain goes silent, there's not nothing there. Something remains, Mother Earth remains. The molecules are dancing. Things we don't understand. But that's what we've got to work with. Let's work with it today with the half hour we have together, shall we, children? Somebody give me an earth alluia here. Somebody give me an earth alluia. Let's renew. That's different than a new and improved product. That's you and me. You and me and the earth. Earth alluia. Earth alluia. Earth alluia. Earth alluia. Earth alluia. Let's consider the honeybee. The honeybee has partnered with humans since the mists of prehistory, sharing its honey with us the way that lovers share the honey of their bodies. The honeybee is a symbol of love in many of our songs, and it smiles at us in our children's books. There are more bees on royal family coats of arms than lions, tigers, or bears. Oh, my. The bee is here with us on this planet called the Earth. The honeybee is threatened now. 40% of all the bees in the United States, honeybees as well as thousands of wild bees, perished last year. Most beekeepers blame neonicotinoids. The neonicotinoid pesticides, or neonics, are best-selling insect killers 
manufactured and sold under various names of corporations like Monsanto, Syngenta, Bayer. And just as it sounds, this class of poison is a fierce version of nicotine. Neonics are neuropathic chemicals. They short-circuit the sophisticated navigation system that directs the bees from the hive to the discovery of the distant flower and then back to the hive again. This tragedy is intensely sad. The bees are spiraling off, lost, flying vainly till they die of exhaustion miles away. They must feel a kind of loneliness. Do bees have feelings? Do they have the kind of feelings that incite me to sing B.B. King? The thrill is gone. Who knows? We can't prove that the bee's sorrow is like our own. But we can use our own sorrow turned into anger to stop the killing of the bees. It seems that Monsanto, Syngenta, and Bayer's plan is to replace the honeybee. Because the bee can't keep pace with their rising potency of their poisons. How can we allow them to end such life, to replace it with profit? Especially when we know it's impossible. We can't replace a mystery with a product. because I wanted to, uh, I don't want to spend the whole half hour just dealing with my angst, even if my angst is anxiously the same as yours. And I think, I think we are sharing right now uh, a hunger to touch nature, the natural world. Is, we sense the, the trees reaching out for us. We are, of course, in the Earth Church, if you come by on a Sunday here in 
the East Village, we have some people from Baltimore visiting us um, this Sunday. And if, if you come to join us, shout Hallelujah with us. We we have a, a, a clear cut happening near the church, even though it's the middle of 10 million people. There it is. We have a lot of work to do. And I know that the secret to much more powerful activism for the earth is to become the earth, one with the earth, to speak to the earth. That's my common sense talking. I think it's the earth in me talking. Walk among the trees, feel the communicating that just, just flashing through the branches and the leaves and the roots beneath our feet and up and down that beautiful, beautiful trunk, put my ear to the bark. Earth, hallelujah. We can hear the natural world calling out to us in the storms, the birds and the branches. Listen, listen now. Can you hear it? I hear you. Earth, hallelujah. I hear you. Yes, I hear you. Welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. California just experienced one of its most extreme lightning outbursts in years. More than 66,000 lightning strikes lit up the skies across Southern California in just 36 hours, a rare barrage of thunderstorm activity in a state that's facing its most extreme drought in 1,200 years. In the United States, a heat dome of triple-digit temperatures in many places combined with high humidity oscillated from west to east. On Thursday, at least eight states hit 100 degrees, and at least nine high-temperature marks were set or broken, according to the National Weather Service, which held 30 million Americans under some kind of heat advisory. The extreme discomfort came after 12 states broke the 100-degree mark on Wednesday, and 21 records were tied or broken. Since June 15th, at least 113 automated weather stations have tied or broken hot temperature records. Scientists say this early baking has all the hallmarks of climate change. Wednesday's 105 degrees in Macon, Georgia, was its highest temperature ever observed so early in the year. And it's not just the United States. The Russian city of Norilsk above the Arctic Circle hit 89.6 degrees Thursday for its hottest June day on record and tied for its hottest day in any month on record. Several Japanese cities hit their hottest June temperatures, including 97 degrees in Nobioka City, while Turpan, China hit 114 degrees. A European heat wave has also caused problems with fires in Germany and Spain. The eyes may be able to signal neurodevelopmental disorders such as autism spectrum disorder and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. In the first study of its kind, researchers found that recordings from the retina could identify distinct signals for both ADHD and autism spectrum disorder, providing a potential biomarker for each condition. Using the electroretinogram, a diagnostic test that measures the electrical activity of the retina in response to a light stimulus, Researchers found that children with ADHD showed higher overall ERG, electroretinogram energy, whereas children with autism spectrum disorder showed less. 
The largest known bacteria in the world are visible to the naked eye. Most bacteria are just two micrometers long, but Theo Margarita Magnifica is thousands of times bigger and unusually complex. Researchers only recently described the morphological and genomic features of a macromicrobe, a giant filamentous bacterium composed of a single cell discovered in the mangroves of Guadalupe. The bacteria is easily visible to the naked eye. It's 5,000 times bigger than most bacteria. To put it into context, it would be like a human encountering another human as tall as Mount Everest. Record floods were expected in parts of southern China Thursday as heavy rains pushed water levels in the Pearl River Delta to their highest in almost a century. Hundreds of thousands of people have been evacuated from the worst-hit parts of the region, which includes Guangdong Province, a manufacturing and logistics hub that is home to China's tech capital, Shenzhen. Levels of methane, the second most important greenhouse gas in our atmosphere, continued their unrelenting rise in 2020, despite the economic slowdown caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. A team of scientists from the University of Leeds have used data from the Copernicus Sentinel-5P satellite to pinpoint locations with large surges of methane emissions. These findings were presented during ESA's Living Planet Symposium, which took place last month in Bonn, Germany. Methane has a mixture of both natural and anthropogenic sources. Around 40% of methane emissions come from natural sources, while 60% comes from anthropogenic sources such as agriculture, fossil fuel exploitation, and landfills. A white Tesla Model S was sitting in a Rancho Cordova, California wrecking yard earlier this month, having been severely damaged in a collision three weeks earlier, when it suddenly erupted in flames. When firefighters arrived, the electric car was engulfed, according to the Sacramento Fire District. Every time the blaze was momentarily extinguished, the car's battery compartment reignited. Finally, firefighters used a tractor to create a pit in the dirt and managed to get the car inside, then filled the hole with water. That allowed the firefighters to submerge the battery pack and ultimately extinguish the fire, which burned hotter than 3,000 degrees. All told, it took more than an hour and 4,500 gallons of water for the dozen firefighters to extinguish the blaze, about the same amount of water used to put out a building fire. A powerful earthquake jolted a remote border region of Afghanistan, killing at least 1,000 people and injuring 1,500 more, officials said Wednesday, with the toll expected to rise as desperate rescuers dig through collapsed dwellings. The 5.9 magnitude quake struck hardest in the rugged east, where people already lead hard-scrabble lives in the grip of a humanitarian crisis. The earthquake struck areas that were already suffering the effects of heavy rain, causing rock falls and mudslides that hampered rescue efforts. 19% of global food system greenhouse gas emissions are caused by transportation. This is up to seven times higher than previously estimated and far exceeds the transport emissions of other commodities. Researchers say that especially among affluent countries, the biggest food transport emitters per capita, eating locally grown and produced food should be a priority. Countries such as the United States, Germany, France, and Japan constitute 12.5% of the world's population, yet generate nearly half of food transport emissions. Unsafe levels of active pharmaceutical ingredients were found in numerous rivers around the world. The assessment of over 1,000 locations spanning 104 countries found around 43.5% of these waterways contain concerning levels of active pharmaceutical ingredients. Researchers discovered components from a myriad of commonly used drugs, including antidepressants, beta blockers, antimicrobials, painkillers, antihistamines, and more. 
Floodwaters are slowly beginning to recede in northeast India, where early and copious monsoon rains have inundated the region with water, killing more than 100 people and displacing more than 5 million others. The situation remains dire and access to clean drinking water is limited. The flooding is affecting the Brahmaputra and Barak rivers in the Assam region of India. Whole villages are submerged, electricity is disrupted, and internet communication has ceased. Reports of small clusters of humans gathered on high ground awaiting help are widespread. And now the sounds of extinction. The Garial crocodile. Villagers living near Nepal's Bardayab National Park have discovered the first successful nesting and breeding site of Garial crocodiles in the park in more than 16 years. They spotted a total of 28 hatchlings in the Garua River, one of the tributaries of the Karnali River, the longest river in Nepal. The discovery indicates the critically endangered species Gavialis gangetaicus is on the road to recovery. Garials, with their distinctive slender snouts, once roamed the entire lower reaches of the Ganges River, of which the Karnali is a tributary. The species is considered critically endangered on the IUCN Red List, with its range limited to India and Nepal. Fewer than 200 breeding adults survive in the wild in Nepal, with the main threats to the species coming from fishing, changes in river flow, and poaching. The Garial has been on Earth for more than 100 million years. Their most distinct feature is their long, thin snout with 110 razor-sharp teeth. They are extremely agile, fast swimmers. And hear the sounds of the Garial crocodile. Oh, 
The end of birth. I'd like to start out with a quotation from Michael Soule and Bruce Wilcox. Death is one thing, an end to birth is something else. Tropical forests, wetlands, estuaries, and the coral reefs beneath the ocean's surface are home ecosystems for most of the life on Earth. Tropical forests are the home of half of all species, and they are one-third gone. Caught in the slash-and-burn lumbering, fast food grazing, and accelerating birth rates, the planet will be deforested for our children. We are turning out the lights on the creation of life. Life needs enough life, forests and oceans of it, to keep making life. life hallelujah. Put it this way, evolution to work needs its genetic pool, its laboratory, its wildness. Human beings are making this declaration. With our creation, evolution is complete. Nature got us going, but now it's final destination time. Push that throttle on to greatness. Well, that greatness could be over in a few days. In the early 90s, Mr. Ed Bass, from a Texas oil family, financed an experiment in which miniatures of some of Earth's ecosystems were sequestered with a group of scientists inside a glass bubble called Biosphere 2. It's near Tucson, Arizona. They housed a coral reef in one wing with pumps cycling salt water, and then there was a rainforest in another wing, and so on. They introduced a few lizards and insects, but no mammals, no birds. Membership in this club anticipated a mostly human Earth. Space colonization was mentioned in early press conferences as a motive for this hermetically sealed experiment. A comedy of bad science loomed over the project, <laughs> even before scientists started sneaking out for chocolate bars. Inside the bubble, they couldn't get the trees to stand up straight. They caressed the bark. The trees drooped sadly. They discovered that trees need wind. They get their strength from swaying in the breeze. So they tried fanning the trees inside their expensive terrarium. But the trees just leaned and leaned. Trees need wind. It was recently discovered that 45% of all the CO2 stored on land is inside trees. So, the wind makes a tree into a tree, and the tree also makes the wind into wind by cleaning it, scrubbing the carbon, and returning the oxygen over and over. Wind needs wind. Wind needs trees. Trees need trees. Trees need wind. Humans need both. 
We're witnessing the extinction of hundreds of thousands of species of life. Birds, mammals, frogs, lizards, bees, butterflies, woody plants, flowers, even bacteria. We select some to save, conserve, preserve. We make them into media stars and treasure them. But this planet is our greenhouse now, and we don't plan on sharing it much. The ongoing and upcoming extinction wave seems to leave us officially unimpressed. This is an apocalypse of accumulating silence. The idea that we would remain the only living thing with Earth repurposed to include only pets, little microclimate sample pocket parks, a rainforest the size of a par three golf hole, and museums full of extinct in the wilds, animals, staring back at us in wonder. That's hell. But at least it's a temporary one, since we would not survive long. Who would say that human beings are the only life worth saving? It seems so absurd, and yet that seems to be the plan. The most basic far-reaching policy of the United States leadership at this time is to do nothing, say nothing, change nothing. In this slow-motion orgy of death, we go about our day with the understanding that life as we know it is ending. We go to work if we can find it, raise our kids if we can find them, have sex if we can get it, sleep and wake up. We know it won't be long. <laughs>